What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Rate Infinity Show podcast. This is episode number 127. Today, I got an interesting guest on here, a guest who you may not have heard of, but you'll like her when you when, after you see this video. I got a good person named Raven Harrison on my podcast. How you doing, Raven? Well, I'm Mrs. doing Har great. Mrs. Harrison, I should say. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Uh, who are you? What do you do, actually? Well, who are am I? I am a political strategist and analyst. I am uh, a business owner. I'm a mother. I'm an author. I'm a wife. I'm the daughter of two retired Air Force lieutenant colonels. I am the wife of a retired uh, United States Air Force C-17 pilot. And uh, most notably, I am the mother of a future warrior. My eight-year-old daughter in 2017 was expelled from school for voting for President Trump in a mock election at a woke elementary school we knew nothing about. And that's what started the warrior. I've since run for Congress and now it is my job to kick the swamps, but full time. Yeah, that, that's really, really interesting. And like, um, just so the audience knows, you've had a few, you've actually interviewed and met a few, a lot of, a bunch of interesting people. Like yes. you had, you've had Carrie Lake on your show before, which um, I haven't yes. watched the, I haven't watched the full video, but from what I've seen, it's amazing. Like amazing. It is. It's just like her. It is, it is a fire interview and, uh, Carrie and I are good friends. She calls me her warrior sister. So um, she's out there fighting the great fight, and and I support her uh, 100%. Yeah. Also, you've met James O'Keefe, President yes. Trump, and I assume many others, too. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's it's uh, it's becoming a, a really strong family and network we're putting together behind the scenes. But we need each other, and... Loyalty. Loyalty seems to be key. We have a lot of people fracturing and going left and right in the Republican Party. And, you know, if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for everything. But this is the time we should be coming together. Yep. 100% agree. So, like, how long have you been doing what you've been doing, actually? This started in March of 2017. Like I said, when my daughter Patience was, they tried to expel her from school. We actually withdrew her after this episode. And it was really profound. Even growing up with military parents, I didn't really know that this was my route. I was just trying to be a good mom and trying to be plugged in. But it showed me that there was a real need for fighters on the front line, that we were missing backbone, we were missing heart, we were missing God, and a lot of other things. And I just felt like I have the ability to cross a lot of platforms. I'm of Native American and African American descent. I am a woman. So all of these topics that have been taboo uh, for patriots, I can now address and full throttle. Um, you can't scare me. I'm actually Texas born. So there's Texas tea in these veins and we're not afraid to use it. <laughs> yeah. Also in your bio on Twitter, it says that um, you were a former candidate for a Texas district district 26, correct? Correct. I ran for Congress in Texas 26 up here where we live and we were not successful. We got a, a great swimming lesson of the swamp and they thought they were going to be rid of us and they were so wrong. Uh, so we have been absolutely everywhere showing that you don't need a title to get in there and fight for your country. Yeah, that's great. It's just like what President Trump is doing because they're, they're, like, they're willing to do anything they can to destroy him because he's willing Correct. to stand up to them. And we need that. I mean, what people don't realize, it's not his rights we're fighting for, it's ours. 
And I tell people all the time, we can't carry the cross for him, but we sure as heck can hold his arms up while he carries it. And we can at least stand loyal. They're trying to cast doubt. They're trying to get us to waver and break. And I know not this conservative, not the ones that are around President Trump, and I've met him. He's a phenomenal guy, and he has a really good heart. He's fighting a fight that he didn't have to fight, but we must win. Yeah. Like, like him, I was actually at his rally like about a month ago because he, he was here in my city, actually. Yes. And like, and like before, like um, he actually came and spoke. There was like a, a pastor that came out on the stage and we all did a prayer for him because yes. the, the, the pastor said he, he and his family are President Trump and his family are being targeted unfairly by the system. Yes. And so, yeah, we need to like do our best to make sure he can get through this. All and he and his family to, can get through it. And we have to make sure that we connect the prayer. It's really important that I tell Christians, faith without works is dead. So I don't want Christians to use prayer as an excuse not to act. I think if you look at the story of Moses, that's probably the first one of the few times in the Bible that God tells somebody not to pray. is like, get off your knees, stop praying, and go do what I called you to do. And that's where we are right now, is time to report to this line. Yep. I actually completely agree with that. I'm a Christian myself, so yeah, yeah. And so I want what I'm sure you're well aware that you've seen what happened recently with them um, with President Trump. He was at a UFC event with um with not with Dana White, Tucker Carlson, Kid Rock, yes. and um Don Jr. And there's a lot of speculation that has been raised recently that President Trump is going to actually pick um Tucker Carlson for his VP in 2024. I'm not, I still don't know about that, but it's looking more and more likely. So um, what, what would you think um, if President Trump actually do, did pick Tucker Carlson, actually? I think it would be a great strategy. Wouldn't have been my first pick. But the one thing I have learned from watching President Trump, especially his promises made, promises kept, is that he's a master strategist, the art of the deal. And I, I, I love the way his mind works strategically of what is the best for the American people. So putting a powerhouse like President Trump with a master communicator, you know, and fearless conservative like Tucker, I think makes a lot of sense. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but I think that would be an excellent match. Yeah, I think it would be too. Like um, Tucker, like I said, I don't think he would have been my first choice. Like I'd love Tucker, but I think it would be best in my opinion for him to stay with what he's doing with right now because he's needed in that front. Like um, me, I was I would actually pick someone like um, what I and I'm for a strategy for a strategy. I think someone like either Vivek or Christine Nome would be good for him because here's why, Vivek like um, he would actually help with the younger um um odd people like that's who he's been um bringing towards him more and more. Like he's gone down with the older people, but he's been bringing up with the older with the younger people. And Christy Nome, what she would do is she would help with them um, like um the suburban women because suburban women have been going leaving President Trump heavily well not just him but everyone who is a conservative like literally suburban women just do, do are just voting democrat um non-stop and christy gnome i think could at least at least um stop the bleeding from what's going on well i think it's an interesting i i, I don't know if i agree but what i will say is you know the excellent again tucker wouldn't have been my first choice but i think he's an excellent excellent just because of what you said i just love him to be on the front line of the news cycle, giving us the information. I just used to love to see him just assassinate these narratives. Uh, Christy Noem, I think, is, is, is a good politician, but I haven't seen a demonstrated ability to be able to withstand the, you know, the relentless attacks 
the, the left have, have put out there. And what they're making it about is abortion, which is an, an, an issue that a lot of conservatives are really hesitant to try to take on. But that's how they were able to take us in the last election cycle is they're willing to talk about this and we're not. And they have a, a narrative. It's horrible and gross, but at least they're putting it out there. We have no response to it other than, you know, don't do it, which is not going to work. And this is a conversation, an area I fight often because I can say those things. I can have these conversations and I can and I will. Yeah. Like um, like me for between Vivek and Christy Nome, this is just my opinion. It would come down to who who do you want to debate Kamala Harris more, Vivek or Christy Nome? Because Vivek. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and twice because, on Sunday. He yeah. he did a great job. I don't believe that the appearance is presidential, but man, do I love his fire. He dropped a nuke. He scorched that stage so hard at the debate that it hit Rana right in the audience. And that's what we need is a slap in the face wake up call of these Republicans who don't get it. You can keep listening to these establishment and Mitch McConnell on these, you know, frozen dinosaurs, or you're going to start listening to your constituents before they jump ship. And a lot of people are very disenfranchised with the Republican Party right now. They better start getting it straight. Well, um, you say it wasn't really presidential. Well, when you look at it, President Trump's 2016 campaign wasn't really exactly presidential. So, Well, correct. I mean, it's not a slam against Vivek. I mean, I think he's a great guy. I loved what he did. I love his energy. I love him taking that slam from Nikki Haley and turning it into now Rebels gum t-shirt line and i mean that's boss mode and uh, so definitely no no uh no shade intended there the point that i'm making though is you know for president trump right now if you've got to pull in the biggest and the widest group of people to support this if we're losing people then trump's a powerhouse we need something with complementary not opposing energy if they're both kind of volatile they're both kind of strong I just see a little bit more tussling uh, going on than forward motion. And that's actually an interesting um, 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 thing to say, because like um, you could say like you could potentially say like president having two people like um, that has the same kind of personality, like like President Trump could actually in, in, in a way damage him. So that's why you may, may need to get someone out there who can like balance him out during the president during the campaign. So. That's actually really interesting because Vivek is something different who can cast a bigger net, who can bring in a different group of, of people. And that's why I like to speak, you know, yeah. for things and support President Trump, because I have a, a pretty unique perspective, especially, you know, as a Native American. I tell people I'm not only an America first, I'm a first American. And that's a very unique and less than 1% perspective. So we've got to continue to open up these dialogues and be able to talk about these. And you need someone qualified to speak who brings something else to the table because Trump brings a lot. I mean, he's a, he's a one-man wrecking crew and I love it. Yeah, he's a cult of personality himself. So, yeah. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I say, like, I think Christian Nome would be good because because even though she may not have that at that kind of warriors um um attitude that president trump has she at least like um has at least something where she can at least like at least not take any any bs from the media i think she at least can do that and plus on top of that i think she could actually like um capture like the suburban women that have been leaving the republican party and also like um potent and also like um be kind of like um she's not establishment in in my opinion 
but she's actually more like has more near that area than President Trump is by a whole lot. Well, I think she's great, but I would have to, for all of those things you listed, give the nod to Carrie Lake uh, if it was if it was me. But I, I love the fire. I love, you know, that she's getting it done. She seems to be doing a fabulous job with uh, South Dakota. So it's it's no definitely no complaint. Yeah, I would love Carrie to be President Trump's VP. But the thing is, they hate the people. They hate her more than they hate President Trump. Good. So, that's, good. Yeah. We we like the swamp to be uncomfortable. That's how you know you're doing it right. But yeah, I, I I'm with you 100%. But we need to start getting them. They're a little bit too comfortable with communism. They're too comfortable with stripping freedoms. They're too comfortable with what I call loyal opposition of the Republican Party that just basically allows them to do this. We don't need to know that the Dems are cheating. We need to know what you're going to do about it. And that's where we seem to be light on solutions. Yeah. That has that actually that's actually a good point to make because like um but like um you mentioned the abortion issue too, which I'm extremely pro-life myself. Extremely. But I'm um, like um the left has been using this to um actually win deeply. I like um like but here's something. Do I think it had the impact that a lot of people say it did on the 2022 and this year as well? No, I do not believe. But I think it had an impact on it in some way. I, what I think it is, is mo most of the people were just going to go vote the way they did, no matter what happened. That's the way I'm viewing it. Now, now it could have helped. Now, it, it probably, like I said, it helped. It probably affected it in some ways. But in most ways, I think it probably was just more people who were just going to vote that way regardless. Well, I think that's a, a good point. I think it's important important to uh, to mention as a strategist. Let's look at this. So they were able to do this slim margin with when you're talking about less than 5,000 votes, like in Virginia, they did it with 70% turnout. We only had 38%, so they weren't even matched against the full power, but we didn't have a message. I saw the videos of the women strutting around in pink suits, showing people bracelets, a charm bracelet, of how cool it was to have abortion. And here's what we should have said, is these same people who feigned outrage and screamed at the rafters about babies being beheaded in the Middle East, just celebrated the right to behead babies here in America. That's what they made the issue about because that's the only platform they could talk about. They can't talk about the economy. They can't talk about inflation. They can't talk about the border. They can't talk about the fact that Biden can't walk across the stage or remember where he is. They have no message. The world's on fire. We're in two wars. We're in debt up to our eyeballs. So what did they do? They went to the one platform that they could talk about, abortion. That's all they had. And Republicans let them do that with the world literally being on fire. We had no message for them, you know, to counter that. We had no money coming from Rana and the RNC. Absolutely despicable, rollover, cowardly display by the establishment Republicans. Yeah. Well, the strategy I would say is to like um, do what Florida, Georgia, and West Virginia did, where they passed abortion restrictions. But they didn't talk about it after that. They just pretended they they just made it as life as go on as it is. They just didn't bring it up in like the the campaign trails. So, and I think because like if you look at what happened in Virginia and Ohio this past year, the Republicans were just pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And so I think that may have been a mistake. So because overall you have to change the culture overall to get what what we want to to make abortion outlawed. But for right now, well, I think we should, everyone should do, at least in every red state, is do what Florida, Georgia, and West Virginia did. Just do it and don't talk about it, really. Don't, like, push it on the campaign trail. 
and to get people to prioritize. I think that's the important thing is right now, Joe Biden is the gift that keeps on giving. He has delivered the Republicans. Basically, I mean, this our our government is a mess. Our economy is on life support and we are unsafe. We have terrorist cells inside the United States because of our wide open southern border. He's funding both sides of the war. He's giving Gaza money, uh, gave Iran money. And now he's saying we need to give Israel money. And then same thing with Ukraine. You cut off our energy and our oil. So now we have to get it from Putin, who you're trying to sanction. So he's on both sides of two wars. He's gotten us into everything that they accuse Trump of. He's done. Meanwhile, we have proof the laptop is real. We have proof that, you know, he's sitting on a corruption pile the size of Mount Everest. And we are what are Republicans doing? We don't have enough evidence. And see, this is where we have to start, you know, getting up going, uh-uh, guys, everybody, we're going to have a primary party. And a lot of people are, are going to be keynote speakers of primary palooza. We have got to get these sellouts and rhinos out of the party before they destroy it. But right now, that's the only issue Republicans need to focus on. We don't need to worry about what women are, are doing right now when we've got $7 gas and we've got a wide open border and we literally have terror cells popping up every weekend and they're making this about abortion priorities. We got to get America back on track first. And that's where it is. And they're labeling us extremists, you know, mm -hmm. by wanting a secure border and wanting to not have terror cells in, in our country. That makes us MAGA extremists. That is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. So our people who support the sleeping idiot, the silver alert at 1600, are those like Biden cultist? Are those like communist um, extremist? I mean, it's just, it's letting them control this narrative and telling Republicans that, you know, names don't hurt. It's an old concept, but they can call us whatever they want, but they can't have our country. Yeah. Claim they're calling us MAGA people extremists when I'm um, actually, when actually, um, and also, Hillary said, well, Hillary, I should say, I prefer that word, um, basically said that all the MAGA people need to be deprogrammed. So, yeah. You can clearly yeah. see what they're we openly admitting what they Hitler want. Hitler or Stalin or Mussolini at all, guys. It's not, I mean, that's now, not a new playbook. That's the last ones to have their political opponents arrested. I mean, this is where we are right now of, of Joe Biden stripping freedoms. And uh, it's you can't comply your way. And as the daughter of two retired Air Force colonels, you cannot comply your way into freedom. OK, once it's gone, it is gone. They only you don't get to vote for communism one time. So Democrats have been on record of saying that they think we have too many freedoms. Well, that's not for them to decide. Thankfully, the Constitution is not a cherry pick document that you decide which ones you like and which ones you don't. You know, why do you need an automatic rifle? That's the beauty. Absolute means I don't have to tell you why I need it. I could just need it because it goes with my nails. It doesn't matter. It means that um, that's what it is. I don't have to explain to you why I have my rights. And my rights don't come from the government. They come from God. That's why the government can't take my rights away. So I tell people, you know, protest doesn't have to take turning over tables and throwing paint and desecrating statues like the Palestine uh, group are doing right now. So Rosa Parks, you know, go to the back of the bus. She said, no, mm -hmm. that's how it's done. You know, let us inject this stuff in your body that, you know, nobody has liability. No. Can we have your guns? No. Yeah. In Texas, they would say you can have them 
we only serve let it. You can have it one bullet at a time. <laughs> so that's that's the saying they they have down here. But my thing is, you know, no violence, just no. And they're seeing how far they can push before we push back. And I'm telling you, at least here in Texas, we, we aren't having it. Yeah. The only thing is you need to get a new governor down there in Texas, I would say. They, that'd probably be the only thing right now, right there, at least in my opinion. We need a lot of those to be actual. We need a lot of, and that's what people can say. Everybody's shifting the buck. Why doesn't Speaker Johnson um, close the border? Why doesn't Abbott close the border? Why doesn't, you know, this could have been done by any number of people any number of times. And it just, it's a can that keeps getting kicked down the road. And we are now seeing the result. Now we've got 9 million people here that are from hostile countries that we don't know nothing about. We've seen a resurgence in diseases. We have typhoid fever. We had two cases of leprosy come across the border. We have diseases that were eradicated back in the 90s that are resurfacing because we've just opened the welcome mat to everyone and fentanyl exploding. This is an an epic failure, unprecedented failure of the government and exactly what Biden and the Democrats said they were going to do, which is just open our border up and let people walk right on in and give American taxpayers the bill, which means we're funding our own invasion. Yeah. And if you speak out against it, even if you're on the left, they will come after you. Look what they They'll just did. To, look what they just did to Eric Adams. Yes. He dared to speak out about saying, hey, can you guys send me some money? From all the for all these people that I welcomed in, and he got raided. And people, this is what I tell people: whether you're a Democrat or Republican, that's why you can't celebrate what they're doing to Trump. You have every right to not like him. That's your choice. But what they're doing is dangerous. What happens when they turn it on you? What happens when they just cherry pick you, Ray, and say we have information that you did this, and the judge has been on record of telling people that you're guilty. And then you go into a court. This is a banana republic of communism, of judges that are corrupt. You know, he's being uh, tried by Letitia James, who's worth $15 million as an AG, but wants $250 million of his. Yeah, You know, just unreal how we've allowed, where's the Supreme Court? Where are these people who swore no. an oath? to protect and defend America. Why are they silent? Because it's not going to be people who are evil who destroy this country. It is going to be the people who see this and do nothing. Like they're trying to take Trump Tower away from President Trump. Yes. So, yeah. All of this could have been avoided if one thing had just happened. If the Supreme Court had just taken up the Texas v. Pennsylvania lawsuit. If they had yes. done that, all of this could have been avoided like immediately. But they dismissed the case because they because of the standing and look where we are now. Just imagine Correct. if they had taken that case up. Just imagine. And they softball the cases they want to take now. I mean, they were elected to make these decisions to ensure that the rule of law is protected. And they've chosen to to drop back and you know, we're gonna add some people who don't know what a, a woman is. Give me a break. We do you know what justice is? That's what we should be asking is do you know how to enforce the constitution it is not a subjective document it is right there and that's why when people when i say i'm a constitutionalist they're like well she's an extreme right no i am if i'm a constitutionalist i'm right there on the constitution if you fall outside of that of thinking well this doesn't work and that's work that's the extremism because the founding fathers believed this the founding fathers were christian the founding fathers uh believed in god and they believed in limited government. And it says in there to form a Republican, limited form of Republican government. 
This is so I'm not the one that's on the wrong side of history. This is a lot of people who've just been very good at, at changing the narrative of just giving us word salad, which is what Kamala is famous for. I'll take word diarrhea for 200, Ray, is just, you know, today is a day after yesterday, but not quite tomorrow. So let's live in our todayness. And they we've allowed them to do this nonsense. And it's just time. We need to be outraged. The same outrage we have when they came after parents and we took Virginia, we need to be at that level of outrage right now. Yeah, like you said, they're targeting parents. And then we also were talking about them targeting President Trump and Eric Adams and all these people who speak out. Have you seen Dinesh D'Souza's film Police State yet? Yes. What do you and, think And, you know, it is a great supplement after 2000 Mules. It is Dinesh is the man. You know, again, we've got one of these these prosecutors, this clerk for the trial that Trump is in in New York, who gave six times the legal amount to Democrats. But yet Dinesh went to jail for this. Mm -hmm. So Dinesh is a perfect example of how communism has crept in here. But these are good to make people aware this is how they did it. And if you haven't seen it, you've got to see it. You've got to know what the blueprint is, what the play is, so you know how you know, you counter, but let me give you a spoiler. You have to show up. We have to do better than 38% turnout if you want the country. And I'm telling you, it requires little. So, I mean, there's a difference between being patriotic and being a patriot. We need patriots. That's an action statement of going, get involved. Don't just go to vote, take 10 people with you. Well, I shouldn't vote because they're cheating. Of course they're cheating. That's the plan. But, you know, you are supposed to be bigger than the cheat, okay? Don't just give it to them. And if you're not sure, then go find a veteran who's had his legs blown off for your right to be able to vote and tell them why you can't be bothered to get up and go mark a ballot. Yeah. Like I'm like this. This just gets in what happened in Georgia in the in the in the Georgia midterms in 2020. Like I'm, a lot of people, like people like the establishment, like Ben Shapiro, blame President Trump for it, but... It, when you really look at it, it was more Brian Kemp's fault that we lost those two Georgia seats because, like, all yeah. President Trump asked Kemp to do was to just look into this, and he didn't do that. And basically, that just made people look like, well, I guess, I guess our vote doesn't count, so we're just not going to vote. And that's how we lost those two Senate seats. And that's what they're counting on. They're counting on the psychological game of breaking us to make us feel like there's nothing we can do to change the scape. But they love to use President Trump as a scapegoat. After the midterm elections, when the red tsunami that everyone was predicting, you know, didn't materialize, what did everybody say? It's Trump's fault. All mm -hmm. Trump's endorsed, you know, didn't make. Trump was the energizer bunny. Where was everybody else? On the left, they had Biden, Obama, Hillary. Everybody was out in force. On the right, we had nobody. RNC, nowhere to be found. Trump was the only one zigzagging the country, trying to rally up the troops. And they were happy to lay that at his feet when things didn't go the way they wanted to. But it's going to take more than him. And that's why I'm saying, you know, patriots, you know, it's it's one thing to say, OK, he's carrying the lion's share. Nothing changes that. But we still got to do our part. I don't think a lot of people realize that they don't want to vote in these off mm -hmm. elections. They said, well, a lot of people don't historically vote this. We are in in un unprecedented times. We're going to have to do this differently. But if you didn't get out there and vote, then you have no right to complain. Nobody wants to hear your TV screaming banter when you didn't get out and make the minimal effort to be part of the change. Every vote matters. And people died for your right to be able to do that. 
Yeah, like every I remember when it happened just after the midterms. Everyone, everyone was blaming Trump in like every every single one. Like even I had questions about it for a first time. Just I just had questions about it whether or not it was true. But then oh, but then I came along and like it this almost seems like it was going to happen um, no matter what happened pretty much. That's what it seemed like. So but we we may have one last opportunity with 2024 because I think President Trump can because he will energize the people and he can at least find a way to drag a bunch of these people um, across the finish line with his name being on the ballot. At least drag a bunch of these people. Well, he can drag them and then there's personal responsibility. And what I want to remind, you know, Republicans is he's not going to do it all. He shouldn't have to, you know, is we have got to we have got to uh, to clean house mm -hmm. figuratively and literally. And that's why we've seen the speaker vote. We've seen who needs to be replaced who is voting against the issues. And it's also accountability from the RNC. What are they doing for these people that vote outside the party consistently? For these people who are voting on things that don't align. And we've got the lobbyists that descended, as soon as the McCarthy was ousted, the lobbyists descended on Capitol Hill to go after people to get their next pick in. That should show America who owns our government. And that's where we have to start. So this time, if you want a government that's we the people, then you have to be out there and be known as we the people. It means that you're going to have to engage. You're going to have to vote. You're going to have to get involved. And if they're too lazy to do that, then they're going to have a real rough time with communism. As somebody who's yeah. lived in it, I've had parents who fought against it, a husband who fought against it. And I'm just telling you, these people, a lot of these people who don't realize what they're ushering in here. We can already see it with these uprisings everywhere. We've imported this into this anti-American, anti-patriot, anti-country. And no wonder these young people, if we can't teach them to love this country, then they're sure as heck not going to fight for it. So that's what we're seeing is we've got to win this culture war or this country is lost. Yeah. And also like another thing that happened with the midterms, it's like, um, and this was pretty obvious from the get-go, the establishment in the Republican Party intentionally sabotaged a whole bunch of like um candidates, particularly like anti-establishment or MAGA candidates. People yes. like Blake Math, people like Blake Masters, Don Balduct, um, Kelly Chewbacca in Alaska. By they sabotaged them by intentionally removing spending from some of these people that had a chance for big upsets. And, and I was one of those people. I was one of the ones that was hit by these packs that Kevin McCarthy was operating and Mitch McConnell operate to um, to sabotage people coming up because mm -hmm. people often say, well, why don't regular people get involved and do something? And this is why is because they tried to cut us at the knees and they cut off the funding. I mean, we had people here. We can't go against an incumbent. I'm like, well, how did you get the incumbent elected? Mm -hmm. You had to go against an incumbent. So it's just absolutely garbage within the own party, but at least the Democrats are scrambling right now. They've got a real problem because Joe Biden is falling apart in real time. So they need to keep the focus on abortion and other things that take the focus off of how badly Joe Biden is doing and how there's no universe this man is going to make it through another four years and they know it. So they're preparing to sub somebody else behind the scenes and or just strip the elections altogether and declare martial law mm -hmm. and say, well, just like Zelensky did, not a good time for elections, so we're just going to keep it. But we'll give it back eventually. What do you think of when Vivek said at the debate, um, the recent one, where he says like Biden should get out of the way and just so the Democrats can actually push who they really want, which is Newsom or 
I, I'm not going to, I'll say it. Michael, oh, big Michael Obama. We'll yeah. Leave Michael <laughs> yeah, Obama. I, I, that's he, definitely, uh, I think that it, the nod goes to uh, Gavin because he is Nancy Pelosi's nephew. She likes the nepotism. She wants to be able to keep her vodka soaked fingers on, on top of that gavel. So I think that that's what they're going to be pushing. But right now, mm -hmm. if they were to do that, and they've got an optics problem, that puts him in the line of fire and they want to protect him for as long as possible. So they want to run every wish list, every spending. They want to ultimately ruin this country with everything they've ever wanted to push through. And then at the last minute, they scapegoat Biden say it's all his fault, he's too old, he's got dementia, and then sub in Gavin and can just say, well, hey, Gavin's not doing anything. He's willing to step up into the gap and do this. That's what their play is, is to do that. And they've got, you know, Michelle, Michael, whatever you believe, um, <laughs> running fundraising behind, but there's not a coincidence. And those two are probably working together just so they can deflect and see which one has the best opportunity to come in and take it. And that's why patriots, we can't, we deserve what we tolerate. So we have to stop tolerating that. If you're not lighting the phones up, then there it is. Stop giving money to the GOP. Give money to specific candidates and causes because they need it and they're being swallowed by the establishment. Yeah. The only thing is, I, I just don't think they, they want to. Um, I, 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 this is an opinion that I have. I do not believe they want to like him substitute Biden out. I think they actually do want to keep him in there because they know how easy he is to control because he doesn't yes. even know what he's doing. So I, I'm just a lot. Everyone's been saying they want him out. That the, the, the Democrats are trying to do that. I don't buy into it. I think they really want to keep him in there because of how easy, easily he can be manipulated. Well, they want to keep him in here. The problem is, is he wasn't, you know, he was a dumpster fire when they had, they, they knew this before he even ascended. He was hiding out in the basement. They knew something was wrong with him. But the problem is, is they needed the name and they couldn't lose the credibility. But I disagree. I think that they wanted Biden. It was the perfect situation until now, whatever is going on with his mental decline is, is too pronounced to deny. And not only that, the Democrats tend to normally be very popular among young voters. And an 82-year-old dementia patient is not wowing the younger crowd. So mm. he is literally the reason that they are not, they're failing their support among the young people. So I mm. think the way it was originally designed to work before he started to crumble is what they wanted. But now they've got a problem over here and he's just not going to make it whether they want him to or not. I, what I kind of disagree on is that um the younger crowd is like, I'm um, moving away from Biden. I do not believe that. I think, because I think I th this is just an opinion I have, and people welcome to disagree. I'm almost certain that we live in echo chambers because the younger, because whenever we see like a bunch of younger people say, "Oh, they don't like Biden," this is just only one in instance, just one instance. This isn't like represent the whole the rest of America. So, I think I'm, this is just my opinion. I think the, my generation, because I'm actually 21 and I can't stand Biden, but the vast majority of my people in my generation actually do like him. Like they overwhelmingly voted for him in in twenty in twenty in twenty twenty, and also voted overwhelmingly vote for Democrats in the midterms, and also here in twenty in twenty twenty three as well. 
Well, I got you. But I think the difference is, is I, I disagree that I don't think that they like Biden. I think that they hate Trump. They've been conditioned to hate Trump and hating Trump is different than liking Biden. They voted for Biden because it was Trump or Biden. So they wanted whoever was going to float in. You don't have to pay your loans. Here's some free money. You know, you hate your country. Excellent. You know, he catered to everything that they wanted. But I don't feel like that's a love of Biden as it is a much of a resentment of President Trump. Yeah. And that I felt like was the difference. So now the difference is, is the pool has been split now that RFK is running as an independent. Now, you know, they've got different and more viable options. And that's why you're seeing mm -hmm. normally the independent party was around 2%. They're at 24% now. Mm -hmm. This is the thing that's still that I'm still not 100% sure on. I'm still not sure on who RFK Jr. will take more votes from, Trump or Biden. I'm I'm. People are saying a lot. So many people are saying it's going to be Biden. He's going to take more votes from. But from everything I've been looking at, even Tucker Carlson has said this. He might actually take more votes from Trump than Biden. I think he'll take some from each, but I think he'll take yeah. more from the Democrats because he is still a Democrat. His policies, nothing has changed. All that happened is the Democrats gave him the shaft. They canceled him, even with the name of Kennedy. Mm -hmm. And so he went another mm -hmm. avenue because he was mm -hmm. determined to feel like to take what he feels like is his rightful place in politics. Mm -hmm. So, but none of his policies, he's still a Democrat. He's just running as an independent because his party turned their back on him. So I don't know that his platform, you know, aligns with people who are true Republicans. I'm just saying I've been, I've been seeing a whole lot of conservatives and a lot of people on the right actually supporting him because of his stance on the vaccine stuff. And I don't. I think we underestimate how how much power the vaccine stuff has. A lot of people can be galvanized by it. So a lot of people have, but again, there. That's why I think you're seeing a difference with the election strategy because last time it was the vaccine. You lock everything down. You stuff mail in ballots. You know, are they going to be able to dip into that one twice? Doesn't look like it. They're trying to roll out the masks and everything and. I know, especially here in Texas, but I travel a lot and I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing an overwhelming, you know, surge of people going, yep, ready to to lock down my business, ready to throw everything away. And, and a lot of them just can't afford it. I mean, it's these kitchen table issues are crippling Americans. And that's where we have to get. That's why nobody wants to talk about foreign aid. Nobody wants to talk about any of this stuff until we get America fixed, period. Yeah. Interesting, Matt. You can make an argument about that. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope it's true. Actually, I truly hope it. But there's still a whole, there's still a whole lot of people that still want to continue sending money to certain countries, which um yes. is getting on my nerves a whole lot. Because the kickbacks are in there. You know, Israel's our ally, but we've sent over 112 billion dollars to Ukraine. You know, why is that a priority? Because it's going straight back to these politicians. That's why they're fighting so hard. But. You know, that's something, another system we have to disrupt. And again, these politicians should get no quarter until they follow what their constituents want. And I've been organizing a lot of that behind the scenes of going, guys, time to light up those phone lines, time to let them know that, you know, the days of you guys just going along to get along are over. Yeah, I hope, I hope that's true. I really do. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I want to get your opinion. How do you see the 20, how do you see 2024 as a whole playing out? Because not just the election, but everything, because 
I'm almost certain I'm certain that they're going to try something like what they did in 2020 where like um they were like they used covid maybe they won't use covid again but maybe they might I think I'm almost certain they might use BLM and Antifa riots again to like um because that whether we, whether we like it or not the riots of of 2020 actually helped the democrats a whole lot so I'm fairly certain they're going to try something else too in 20, in 2024 too so what would you think it might be that they're going to try well, they're going to try that. I think that the martial law thing is a real possibility of them trying to wait to the last minute. And if they can't get appropriate traction mm-hmm. behind Newsom or Obama or whoever else they're going to try to sub in, then they're going to uh, try to, you know, just outright martial law because they know terrorists are here. So we know attacks are imminent. We've seen the FBI list of uh, attacks. So they're going to go, oh, wow, was there a terrorist attack? Well, this isn't the time you know, to have elections, just as, which is exactly verbatim what Zelensky said. I think that is their play. Here is the problem. The problem is the Democrats are all about an executed plan. This was the plan. Their plan was disruption. Their plan was to further their agendas and do all of this and then blame MAGA. The problem they have is now with this thing with the Middle East, the Jewish bloc, which has been a huge voting bloc for the Democrats is now up in arms to the where they're jumping sides with the Republicans over censoring Rashida Tlaib. And that's what I think you have to, that's going to be the wild card in there. Because if they lose their primary funding and voting block, then this crumbles. And that's what we have to do. We have to get out the vote. And it is going to be, Trump is going to be the nominee unless the Republican, if the Republican Party tries to screw him over, they will destroy and put the nail in the coffin of the Republican Party. You know, end of story. As far as Biden, they know he's not going to make it. They are trying to prep and get ready to have him stretch as long as possible. So I think that's what you're going to see. And if they think they can't get across the finish line, they're going to try to steal the, they're just going to try to take elections off the table and say, well, you know, we've got martial law. So that's why I think we're headed toward, we need to be looking at the play. If it doesn't go out that way, I think that what we need to be looking at is there's 24% in the independent pot right now. That's not enough for him to get presidency. That means he's going to go one side or the other. That means he's taking 22% of his votes to one side or the other. And that's where everybody needs to be watching because that that is swelling. It went from 8%. Now it's up to 24%. So we have to be looking at it as a real possibility because neither one, Republicans or Democrats, at 42 and 46% respectively have the votes to, to get the keys to 1600 so that's what we're going to have to look is how this dynamic plays out. And it's important that Republicans get a backbone and start helping to control this narrative instead of letting the Democrats just run shot over them all the time. Interesting. That's actually pretty interesting. So, yeah. But yeah, you mentioned that how, how Biden is crumbling. Um, what do you think of the, the, the theories that um, some, of, some, of the, some of the times when we see him, it's actually not actually him. It's just an actor. Have you heard these theories before yet? I've heard them. I'm not sure what I think about that. What I do know is, you know, he is ridiculous. So I I feel no uh, shame about criticizing him. And I get a lot of, how are you picking on an old man? I said, if he's an old man, then why is he there? You know, you can't have it both ways. So either he's fit and he's able to withstand this criticism or he's an imbecile and infirm. But my issue was Joe Biden was a racist and a you know, a closet creepo before any mental decline. So this is not new stuff. And to see that everybody conveniently just dismisses, I mean, who was the first one who proposed to tax Social Security? That was Senator Joe Biden, the first one who came after Social Security, but now he's going to protect it. And people don't realize that the one who said 
first you know, one to use the N-word on the Senate floor, the other one to say that um, he didn't want his kids to grow up in a jungle, uh, the laptops, misinformation, the quid pro quo. This guy has been ridiculous for decades, classified documents all over the place at every residence he owns when he wasn't even legally authorized to have possession of any of them. But they he's done a successfully good job of weaponizing the government. This is what I find most disgusting is what he has done to weaponize our men and women in uniform and have them protecting his corruption and lie. And I just can't even tell you how demoralizing it is for the American people to see good people go along with this in the, the nature that didn't protect the Nazis from the trials when they just said, well, we were just following orders. You guys took an oath. So it's time to hold it. So B Joe Biden needs to retire. He needs to be in jail, but he needs to be gone. We are, our enemies are circling us like blood in the water. Yeah. Well, they're trying to put President Trump in jail. So if you want to put him in, then you got to put Biden in too. But then again, they almost wouldn't care anyway because they like a lot of the Democrats, they probably don't care about him. They just want to use him because he's easier to control. Well, he's easier to control. And like I said, they don't want Trump to clean house, but it's not up to them. They don't get to decide who we elect as president. And that's what the Democrats are trying to do. Getting him off of ballots means that you're trying to decide who we're allowed to elect. You're deciding that he's not good enough, that he shouldn't be able to. That is not your decision. That is a we the people decision. And we are done letting these Democrats, you know, run us as a communist. We are not socialist. We are not communists. And if they want that, there are many countries that we can help them pack and go to that they can have that. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you and you just mentioned that um, states are trying to take President Trump off the ballot. Um, we some some good news recently that um in Minnesota of all places, their state supreme court had blocked that effort to remove President Trump from the ballot there. So, I, I applaud that, even though even though um Minnesota is one of the most leftist um states in the in the country. Well, correct, but the law is the law, and so what I tell people is get the sharpie brigade ready. So you know we will write him in. But this is so beyond an overreach. It's not even funny. They don't have the right. Why is Gavin Newsom? What does that have to do with climate change? And everything else he's screaming about is getting President Trump off the ballot. Why is that his decision uh, to decide whether somebody who's declared running for president and is a former president? It's absolutely sickening. But again, we have to decide. It, it starts when we decide. Are we allowing this? How much noise are we making about this? When are we outraged? Were we outraged three months before the election or were we outraged the day after when 38 percent uh, of the population turned out to vote against the 70 percent who wanted the right to kill babies? Did we call them out on that? Did we call them out on the hypocrisy of being outraged by beheaded Middle Eastern babies, but not beheaded American babies? OK, this is the we have to start steering this narrative and stop allowing them to make this about unicorn issues. This is about kitchen table issues and our democracy and our freedoms are at stake. Mm -hmm. 100% agree right there. 100% agree. So yeah. But yeah, do you, do you truly believe President Trump will win next year? Do you believe it? I do. I do because um, ultimately they have been throwing everything at him, but the kitchen sink. And the reason it's not gone down, because none of it is rooted in law or justice, which is how our country was designed. I mean, they don't, we have these Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, all these other rights to protect exactly what they're allowing to happen. 
So in the New York courtroom, the judge is telling him he's got a gag order. That is illegal. That is a violation of his First Amendment rights. But you're allowing your son and your wife to post things on social media. They've now since locked their accounts. And uh, thank you to Laura Loomer for the amazing, you know, investigative journalism on that. But you've allowed these people to do that. A judge who showed clear bias, you know, a woman who has credible, questionable things. Why is she dappling in real estate in Florida if she's in the New York attorney general? Is there not enough crime in New York? Seems to me if she's looking for crimes to prosecute, she could look out of any window of her office in New York and find something to prosecute. But she's dappling in real estate appraisal, which comes from the bank. And there's no victim. OK, it's a loan that was paid back. There's no victim of, of this supposed you know, fraud. So all these things happening, this is what we need to be. This is the mockery. So, yes, they, the reason none of them have worked is because they are ridiculous. They are illegal. They are unconstitutional. And the fact that the Supreme Court seems to be on this extended hiatus of allowing this to happen, they should have declared this a mistrial. The judge Enron said he wasn't going to accept, you know, the appeals overruling him. Why does he get to accept that as a lower court judge? So I tell people now that's where we need. And the Democrats are thinking, well, just because they don't like Trump, that that justifies what they're doing to him. And it doesn't. These are your rights, too, because when as Mayor Adams just figured out once they're done with with him, they'll come after you. Then what do you do? Yeah. How long do you think? Because like what President Trump said was actually correct. He said this. They're not after him. They're after us. He was he's just in the way. He's just in the way. And we're seeing that now, which is why, you know, when people are waning on their loyalty of going, oh, well, he's got so much legal trouble. That was the point. That was the point of the exercise, boys and girls, was to get him so bogged down. But none of it has stuck mm. because it's all garbage and they know it. That's why they're mm. trying. But that just shows how desperate they are to keep him from running. And that should be a good indication that where there's smoke, there's fire. So we need to let him finish the job. Why didn't they just let him have his four years and go about? Because there's something that they don't want him to uncover. Yeah. Well, they, well, I think they know that if he did get back in there again, because he would be his only term because he can only have two, this would be his last term. He might go just, he might just go, go wild and just start firing literally everyone that he doesn't like. He literally may do that, which I would applaud him for doing that because pretty much everyone in DC needs to be, needs to get their, you know, what out of there. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there might be a couple here or there that I actually like people like um, Rand Paul or JD Vance or and Marsha Blackburn and like that, but the vast majority of them. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, me, I'm, I'm still not convinced he he's going to win next year. I'm not convinced what yet, because I, I believe me, I got too excited for the midterms. I believe we were going to get a red wave and it didn't happen. I didn't. So, so, so I, I, I'm not, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid again. I'm not going to be falling for that again. I, I just can't. Well, I just don't think the red way, I think those are two separate issues about Trump going through like a wrecking ball. But again, we didn't have any Republican support. Everybody scapegoated Trump, but we're not talking about where the RNC failed. I mean, Ronna McDaniel's been on television a lot lately talking about, well, it's not her fault that she lost in 2018 and 22 and 20. I mean, She's been, it's been on a losing trajectory since she took office and money's not being dismissed out. She got mad at Vivek and said, you know, he's not getting one cent 
This is not her personal piggy bank, but where is the RNC? Where were they after the 2020 election with all the money they raised for the steal? What happened to that? Where are the lawyers on the ground ahead of these elections to make sure that things are running so that we don't have these pipe leaks and water main breaks, you know, coming up? We don't have, they're not there. The Democrats had a hundred uh, lawyers on the ground in in Virginia when it first, you know, flipped back because they were ready. Well, we didn't. They had lawyers on the ground in Georgia. They had lawyers on the ground in Texas ready to fight all of these things. And we had nothing. We were crickets. So this time we have to learn it and we have to do better. So I am convinced because nothing, they have nothing on him. This is all trajectory and our our courts don't work like this. Our republic doesn't work like this. So it's just because we've been allowing it. And we are really kicking these Republicans now. Guys, you are, you know, sorry, you're not going to crawl back into your offices with your $700 dinner and let our, our Republic, America's worth fighting for. And we're going to fight it. And you get no quarter until you step up and do what you were elected to do. And if you can't, you're going home. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, I, the only thing I can think of that could be good for at least I can almost well, I'm not I can't say 100 percent, but I'm sure is that President Trump will at least drag some people across the board, across the finish line. Some of them. I don't know which ones, but there are going to be plenty of them that he's going to have to because a lot of these people in the in D.C. are pretty weak. We'll just leave it at that. Well, most of them are, but they've gotten used to it because we've allowed that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, what do you think about Joe Manchin actually retiring from 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 the Senate? Actually, if you if you heard that yet, I have, and I think it's good. I don't think this is the end of his political aspirations. Um, I think that he's probably got his eyes on something else, but I think it's a good idea. He's seventy five years old, but you know he's pretty well liked on on both sides of the aisle. But I think it's it's time for all of these establishment politicians to come out. Yeah. Are you are you convinced that there will be a Republican senator that will fill his seat then in West Virginia? No, I'm not convinced right now as the way I, that's what we need. But uh, until I see more out of the RNC, I can't make a prediction like that. Uh, yeah. Right now, it doesn't look like they've been willing to put the yeah. energy forth to do what needs yeah. to be done. Yeah. If this was like a midterm or something like that, I would I wouldn't have much confidence. I probably wouldn't even bet any money on it. But the I would only I would bet five dollars that it would be a Republican in 2024 only because President Trump could drag whoever it is across the finish line. That's the only reason why. But I wouldn't bet 10 bucks, though. <laughs> well, yeah. most people, you know, ten dollars is now the new hundred. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that a whole lot recently, a whole lot. Yeah, like literally I, every day, I, I almost every day, because I go grocery shopping a lot, they, I've seen so many people have to take so much stuff out of the carts right when they get up to the register because it's just too expensive. They can't afford it. Well, agreed. Yeah, so yeah, it's intentional. What I think they're trying to do is they're intentionally trying to bankrupt America. Well, not just America, but the whole world. So that when, so when things get bad at the very end, they'll be there to like save the day. But... Who's, but who's going to be the one that's going to get all the credit and all the glory and be in charge? They will. Yep. You got that right. Yeah. Yeah. So things are going to, they're going to get much more interesting pretty soon. I'm, I'm fairly certain of that. So oh, I'm, I'm certain of that as well. Yeah. 
but yeah, um, are you do you ever plan to run for um um uh any political office ever again in the future? It's a distinct possibility. I'm definitely going to be fighting in some capacity mm-hmm. in in 24. I'm mm-hmm. still kind of praying about what it's going to be, but um, guaranteed that this warrior is mm-hmm. is in the fight in some mm-hmm. in some fashion. Yeah, me and my buddies, because like we are, we're part of a crew. We call ourselves the the Mega Bulls. Like you know the movie The Expendables. We just took yes. I just took that and just replaced with it replaced it with Mega Bulls. So yeah, like I'm and I'm pretty much the leader of this crew. And you're welcome. I, you're welcome to be part of our crew if you want to, because we're, basically what we do is we just, we're just we're just podcasters. We're like um, activists that just go out and do things. Like and promote the the, the anti establishment um, agenda. So excellent, excellent, excellent. Yeah. If you ever want to join, you're more than welcome to. I appreciate that. Thanks, Ray. Yeah. Uh, I remember your um, person, Leanne. Uh, how do you say her name? Leanne. 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 She said you only could do like an hour today because you have a back-to-back meeting, meetings today. So I do. I'm jumping out to a meeting in like three minutes. So uh... Okay. Um, good, th- good thing. So right before you go then, so before, before I let you go, where can my audience find you at, um, Mrs. Harrison? Uh, they can find me at ravenharrison.com. That's our website. On social media, I'm Raven the Conservative Warrior, which is Raven underscore TX Warrior. Yeah, this is her. And if you're watching this on video, this is her website right here. And also the link to it is in the description below, as well as her Twitter account. It's in the link is in the description below, too. So, yeah, just letting you guys know that. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Yeah, that's where they okay. can find me. And I love to hear from our patriots. Let us know what you need. Let mm-hmm. us know what we can do to get them fired up. Yeah. Yeah. We got to do it again. I'll like um, maybe sometime you can actually um, come and meet some of my friends because we do a lot of collabs together all the time. Awesome. I think I think you'd get along with them a whole lot. Like the like like I said, we the Magables, we are we call ourselves anti-establishment, but specifically what we call ourselves, we call ourselves the anti-matrix. There it is. And it's such a similar parallel. But that sounds great. I look forward to discussing it. I'm gonna have to jump off to my next interview, but <laughs> I uh I am really glad. Thank you for yes. the time. Yeah. Um, also, if you ever want me to come on your show in the future, I'm more than welcome to be more than welcome to. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Rest okay. Patriots, we got to stick together. Yep, we do. Also, guys, if you're watching this video, make sure to hit the like button and subscribe to this channel. Also, follow me on all the social media platforms because I'm on all of them. Follow Raven on all of her social media, too, and go to her website. Also, follow me on all the podcast platforms, too. But specifically, follow me on Twitter at RayStudios29. My handle is right here. If you can see that, if you're watching the video. All right, guys. This is Ray and Raven Harrison. And this was the Ray Infinity Show podcast. This was episode number 127. Catch you guys later. Peace.